tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make Your Day Count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In what God is doing. Yes. Yes, we must rejoice in what God is doing. We don't complain in what God is doing. We what? Rejoice in what God is doing. Because everything that God is doing, He does it well. He does it well. God does great and awesome things. He does it well. And when we know that there is purpose in what we are doing, purpose greater than ourself, that is our motivation, that is our momentum to continue to move forward. So we started yesterday, we opened in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 2, and then we ran it back to Nehemiah chapter 1 as we explore this topic, building with purpose. So we must have purpose, set the time, have access and know the provision that is needed in order to bring it to pass. So we started yesterday by identifying Nehemiah's purpose. And all these points are laid out in Nehemiah chapter 2, starting at verse 2 through 8, where Nehemiah had the purpose in his heart. He had the timeline in order to do it. He knew what he needed access, the places that he needed to go, come through, and he knew what he needed for provision. And he was assured, he knew that if God was sending him to do something, that God was also going to supply his personal needs in the midst of supplying the needs for the project. Because he said, look, I need this part also for the house that I will occupy. So we're not going off to do things for God to suffer for him. It is not his will that we suffer for him. It is his will that we live a productive and prosperous life. We must know that we are on assignment, that we have the backing of heaven. This whole radio program, Make Your Day Count, comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, which reminds us that we are his workmanship. We have already been stamped. We have already been marked good by heaven. We have already been endorsed. We have already been backed. And we're here to do the work that was set beforehand for us to do. So we just have to flow into that purpose. And we know that God who will release onto us the vision for things, we have to write it down. We have to take the time to plan. David said, the understanding came by my hand. As he sat to write down the plan, the information that God was sharing with him, David sat to write it down. And as he wrote it down, the understanding continued to come. And we also know in another place it says, write the vision and make it plain. Put it on the tablet so those who see it can run with it. So we can't skip that step. So too often we try to skip that step, the planning and writing step. Yeah. We try to skip it. Say, oh, I know what to do. Let me, let, me go, let me just go jump right in. No, we have to have that planning, that written vision that we're following. You can't just go and start building a new construction project we without a, a written plan. It has to be written plan. You can't just go in there and tell the city, well, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to put this here and this measure here. They don't want to hear all that. They want to see the written plan. plan. And then they want to see that you are following the written plan. Every time they come out and do an inspection, they're going to want to make sure that you're following the authorized written plan. That you're not going to the left. You're not going to the right. You're not doing 
what you want out of convenience, but that you are following the written plan. So let's make sure that we're going back to writing down the vision, writing down the plan. And as you're writing it down, the Holy Spirit will be prompting you. Okay, how long is this going to take? Okay, what you need to be able to do this? What connections do you have? It's a written petition, a letter of supplication unto the Lord. David, many times you will see in the Bible where he wrote, it was his petition, his letter of supplication, what he needed. So we have to get back to doing that. Yes, because if a man doesn't know where he's going, everywhere <laughs> look the same. The plan tells us where he headed and how to get there. That's simple what a plan is. It, it give us it give us the roadmap where we're going and how to get there. So that's why we have to have a plan. And in here we'll see that Nehemiah definitely has a plan. He, he knows where he was going and he knows how to get there. He was able to articulate the plan yes. in a few verses. Yeah. You know, this wasn't long. When we say write it down, people think they got to write a whole five-paragraph yeah. essay or they got to go so many pages. No, write it down. Sometimes the plan's written down on a napkin. Just write it down. I know there's been many times where I've shared a word with a group of people that I, I read right off the side of a napkin. Like it came, I noted it down, and then there was an opportunity to share it. So yes. we can't get so caught up, well, I can't do it because I can't write like that. No, dry, sketch it out. Yeah. Whatever your ability is, whatever your gifting is, some people draw, some people write, whatever it is. Just have a written account, something down um, on paper in order to do it. Because he goes and he's able to articulate this quickly. He articulates it from verse 5 to 8, three verses. He articulates his plan. He shares the purpose, the time, the access, and the provision. And I know if you've been to any kind of um, business seminars or something, they get tell you to get your ele- elevator pitch together where yes. you're able to explain everything um, that your business does in 20 seconds. Yeah. So Nehemiah, he had this. He had, the, he had that elevator pitch. He goes <laughs> a couple verses, and he's able to articulate the purpose, the time, the access, and the provision. And right, because the king's not going to sit there and listen to a sermon <laughs> for him. <laughs> it was quickly. He, Nehemiah, and it was quick. As you look in there, it was a quick conversation. He says, why your countenance is like this, my brother? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. You can't come before me. No one can come before the king with with that sorrow of heart. You'll get murdered. Mm -hmm. They always come into the king present with joy, Mm -hmm. with a happy face. This, This time, Nehemiah didn't have a happy face. So they can want to know right away. Suspicious. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come on, man. This morning. They can want to know. Is it and he has to make him known quickly that all is what? Well. well. Because he says quickly, King, live forever. Ever. That means I am not out to kill you. Because <laughs> <laughs> his role, he was the king's cupbearer. Which yeah. means he was the one making sure no poison was coming come, to the king. Come on, talk to me. So if he comes in there with a sad face, yeah. the king's like, what's up? You trying to get me? <laughs> yeah, I get it. So, <laughs> Nehemiah answered quickly, not at all. O king, live forever. In other words, all is well. But I have this sadness in my heart because of back home, my father's, my father's land. You know, it's lie. And you tell him quick. It's in ruin. So if it pleases you, O king, permit me to go. (laughs) All right. 
and he begins to share, yeah. and favor is granted. Yeah. Based off of Nehemiah's relationship with the king. Yeah. So they had a relationship. They knew one another's how the countenance of their face looked. They had a relationship that was built over time. Nehemiah, he was proven. I'm sure he must have did a, a pretty good job to find favor like this. We have to remember, too, about excellence. We have to be operating in excellence because you never know when a situation is going to arise and you got to reap from the excellence that you sowed with people or industry or stuff in the past. So he's reaping from the excellence, from the relationship that he's shown how he served the king over time. He's reaping from his excellence. The favor is being reaped from the excellence that was sowed. That's a, that's a big point right there. We can't reap favor when we haven't sowed excellence in different areas of life. So he sowed the excellence, and now he's reaping the favor. So he sets the purpose. He sets the time. He's, he has that what he needs to access and the provision, the resources that are needed to do the project and also to sustain him while he is doing the process, the progress or the project. And Pastor had said on um, Sunday when he was teaching this, he said, as a pastor, a lot of times people come to him with problems, 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 problems. So he said, usually one of the first thing he says is, what you going to do about it? Yeah. What you need? What do you need me to do? Ooh. You come? Are you coming just to tell me about your problem yes. over and over? Are you just coming to talk about problem, problem, problem? Or is it time to work on the solution? solution. What you going to do about it? A lot of times we're <laughs> facing our problems over and over again because we're continuing to face our problems. Problem. We're continuing to stay in the direction of problem. We're keeping our face to our problem instead of turning away from the problem to the solution. Nehemiah has a solution. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to come complain. He has a solution to the problem. All he needs is some stuff from the king. And we'll see it. He needs, first of all, I, I need permission to go. That's number one. I need your favor in this matter. I need permission to go fix the problem. Hallelujah. He had to be able to pass through. He had to be able to get access he had to be able to get clearance into the actual location. In Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 7, it said, Furthermore, I said to the king, If it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river, that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah. So he had to get clearance to be able to go through. And if we think about that in the 2023 approach, there's been times where we have all benefited from somebody giving us access to another person or another place. Like if somebody say, oh, I know somebody who does that or somebody who could help you with that. And because of that connection that you have with that person, you're given clearance or access where there may be a line of other people trying to get through, trying to get through on the phone, trying to get through on the email, trying to get access to the person because you're coming through with favor from somebody else you're able to access that person who may not have been readily available to you or that resource or that place, then you have that access because of your relationship with that person. So because of his relationship with the king, because of the excellence he sowed, he was able to reap the favor to get permission to go through an area that otherwise would have been off limits to him. Yes. So you have to go to the right. Watch this too. You have to, when you have a problem, and you must know what the problem is all about, and 
you must also seek for the solution to the problem and go and one way to do that is go to the right source the right source first of all in Nehemiah chapter 1 Nehemiah went to God in prayer and he started to tell God how awful they were because they did not look at verse 7 he says we have acted very corruptly against you against and have you. not kept the commandments yes. statutes nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses so this is why it come upon mm-hmm. us it takes what ownership here's another thing that i learned from studying this dad that we ought to take ownership of our wrong and not try to put it in somebody else if you notice the pronoun we he didn't say they he says we i love that he didn't exclude himself he says we have act very corruptly nimadi didn't say they act very corruptly lord he says we have act corruptly we have not done what we supposed to do what what you have commanded us to do what moses teach us because moses taught us better but we didn't do it yes Yes, yeah, so they went outside of the direction of God. They went to other sources. They went to other resources. They tried to do it another way. And when those ways didn't work, who they came back to? <laughs> they came back to, to God and his way of doing things because ultimately God's way works. Work. We may try to fight against it, as it says in Acts chapter 9. Why are you kicking against the goads? Why are you kicking against the pricks? Why are you kicking out of the kicking against the direction that's trying to keep you on course? Ultimately, God knows what is best. Make your Thank day count. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638- 0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Will and Dove with Keller Williams Space Coast Realty is a friendly, knowledgeable, active, and accessible real estate agent here in Brevard County. Keller Williams is known for real estate services all across the world, and Wayland specializes in helping buyers purchase the right place to call home, as well as helping sellers market and negotiate the sale of their single-family home, condo, vacant land, or business. Wayland Duff can be reached at 321-536-5973 or visit waylandduff.kw.com. Wayland Duff with Keller Williams Space Coast Realty is your local realtor who provides all you need and the time you deserve to get your real estate purchased or sold.